Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast, this is Dr. Eric Tangumwankan with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. I want to touch on a subject that makes many people uncomfortable, a subject that drives many people nuts, a subject that many people shy away from, a subject that many people will not touch it with a 10 pole, with a 10 feet pole. Sorry about that. I want to talk about something that is very, very uncomfortable. However, we must talk about it. You must have seen it already on the title. I'm talking about selling. I want to talk about sales. You can call it marketing, whatever name you want to brand it. I want to talk about selling. When I was six years old, I would get up very early in the morning. And my mother we fry, we used to call it puff puff, is the equivalent, let's just say donut. You mix the dough, you fry it, you deep fry it in oil. So she would fry this stuff and give me to go sell. I was young and I, I did not really have any concept of being shy, afraid, ashamed, and all that. So she will put this stuff in a, in a container and I'll carry it on my head. And I'll move from one end of the village to the other. In order to sell whatever I was carrying, I had to cry out to attract the customers, to let people know something is available for them to buy. So you will hear me, you know, crying out aloud, fine puff puff, fine puff puff, fine puff puff. And people will call me and I'll bring Whatever I'm carrying, put it down. And some say, oh, I need three, I need 10, I need five. And we'll have that exchange. I'll bring back whatever is remaining, keep it at home, go to school. And after school, I'll go out and sell again. As I grew older, 
I became a really a little bit hesitant to sell. Because it meant I had to meet strangers and interact with them. I, you know, carrying something on your head and moving from one end of the village to the other, it's just, it doesn't really look very appealing. And by the way, there are many other kids that were not doing it. And some of the kids used to mock us for being um, too money-minded. Why were we selling? It's just because of the money. Why are we always interested in, in, in trying to get money from people? And so that, that made one to feel somehow awkward. I remember when I went to middle school. By then I'd grown older, maybe 13, 14 years old. During the long vacations, I was still expected to sell. And I would carry whatever I was selling in my hands. And I talked to people that, oh, I'm selling this, I'm selling that, and interact with people and sell. You sell or you die. And for those who keep saying, oh, I don't like to sell. Come on, you must be kidding me. We are always selling. The very first day you were born. What did you do when you were hungry? Wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. You cried out. Because you had a very important need. You could not help yourself. You were dependent on other people. And just like me crying out, fine, pop off, you cried out, wah, wah, wah. Wow, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, give me food, give me food. The only language of selling your need that you had at that time was crying. And if you did not cry, you would have been dead by now. But as we grow older, we start listening to other people and taking cues from our environment. And we start becoming more self-conscious. And that inhibits us. From reaching out, engaging with other people, and taking care of the needs of other people. Why does selling have so much bad rap? Why is it that a lot of people don't want to associate themselves with the word sell? And if you dare say I'm a salesman or a salesperson, some people will not even shake your hand. We are all in sales, whether you accept it or not, whether you like it or not. And there isn't anything wrong in selling.
Because if you have your goods and your services and you don't take them to where the need is, of what use, of what good are those goods and services? It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter what good intentions you have. It doesn't matter the amount of potential that you have. It must be deployed. And for it to be effective, it has to be deployed where the need is. I think part of what makes selling very uncomfortable wrong attitude we have towards money. I've already told you, as a kid, some, some, some other children felt it was a love of money that was making us to sell. I started a class yesterday and I asked my students, is money good or bad? By a show of hands, is money good or bad? Surprisingly, or not surprisingly, part of the class raised their hands and said, well, money was bad. And the other part said, money was not bad. I asked those who think money is bad, why they think money is bad. And those who said money was good, why they thought money was good. It turned out that some of the students believed that because people are greedy, selfish, and society is structured, or some societies are structured based upon how much money somebody has. Money is bad. But those who said money was good said the issue is not with money. It is people's response to money. How they use the money. In other words, money is neutral. If selling did not involve money, if selling did not involve money, most of us would not be uncomfortable with selling. We are uncomfortable with selling because we are uncomfortable with money. The issue is really our belief system regarding money. We would rather have the money in our bank, but we don't want to talk about it. Now, if you think money is bad, if you think those who make money are greedy, are selfish, then you don't want, you're going to, Condition your mind not to have anything to do with transactions that involve money, isn't it? And that is why when they say sell, the part of telling you you want to take money from people. No, you are not taking money from somebody when you provide them with a good or with a service. When somebody has a need and you meet that need. I read a proverb yesterday that set me thinking. It says, he who withholds grace, 
He who withholds grain, I'm paraphrasing it, and does not sell it, is going to be kept. Which means, let's assume that when you are hungry, and you have some money with you, and you want to buy food, and somebody has that food, and they refuse to sell the food to you. They refuse to exchange the food for your money. Of what use is that money to you? You are going to be very angry with the person who has food and is refused to exchange that food and take your money because you can't eat the money. Money is what facilitates, is the oil that runs the engine of exchanging goods and services between all of us. It is that simple, it's not complicated. And so when somebody is trying to sell something to you, they are not just trying to take your money, they're trying to exchange a good or a service with you. And if you don't need it, then don't buy. If you need it, you part with your money and you take whatever is being presented to you. And by the way, the seller and the buyer are just using money to exchange that transaction, and the money is going to pass into other hands just like that, and so it facilitates and makes our lives possible. Don't shun selling. Don't shun salespeople. If you have a need, somebody is working on meeting that need. And when you pray for the need and the answer shows up, and the demand is for you to let go of the money that you have. You should get excited because you have a solution that has been provided for you. Money is not bad. It is the love of money. It is when all what is driving you is how much can I make? And you start providing faulty products. Instead of providing faulty services, that is when the issue is. When you start using faulty skills, are you trying to sell something that has a promise to do something that it's not going to do? That is when it is wrong. Apart from that, if you have a legitimate need and somebody has a good solution and are giving it to you, that transaction. It's an honorable transaction. It's a good transaction. It should be celebrated. If you are afraid to sell, comfortable selling, can it be your product is faulty? Can it be your attitude towards money is the wrong one? Can it be you believe that Making money is evil. Can it be? You believe that you are stealing from people. If you exchange your goods 
and services with, for money, you need to correct that. When you realize that money is a facilitator, you're going to sell easily. You're going to stop being afraid to bring solutions to people. Talking about selling, that we sell a lot of things. We sell ideas. When you're getting a job, you're selling your skills, you're selling uh, what you're going to bring on the job. And that is why, no matter how good your product is, if it doesn't get sold and money doesn't come in, you're out of business. So it's very important if you want to be successful, if you want to increase, discover the potential that is already in you, develop that potential, look for an audience and deploy it and sell it. There's nothing wrong in selling when you're selling the right thing. I've written 17 books. If I don't tell you about them, you will not know. Some of the books will help you. The books are helping other people. Now you may be saying, oh, all this stuff because I wanted to sell books. Of course. What is wrong in letting you know the books I've written and that if you read some of the books, you, you, it's going to change your life. It's changed my own life, and that's why I'm having this conversation. I used to be in oil and gas. I became an entrepreneur in 2016. It's been one of the most uh, nerve-wracking experiences, yet rewarding and exciting for me. And as some of you right now, you are on your job. Each day you show up, you hate being there because you don't like what you're doing. You're just doing it for the money. And you know very well that something is telling you there is more. You can do better, but you don't know how to go about it. I used to be in your shoes. And my thing is to write books and speak. When I'm in the zone of writing, nothing compares to it. There's no monetary value to when I get into the mode of writing. I just love it. And that is why I'm writing the books, I'm speaking, loving it, enjoying it. Hopefully, you can learn something from these books. My own journey has been shared in the books that can help you discover the potential, develop that potential, deploy it, and live your life to the fullest. I'm just going to show you a cross-section of some of the books I have here and where you can get them. And if you need personal one-on-one -on -one coaching and help, it's available. Let's have that conversation. You can reach out to me. I have a book here on racism. Racism, where is your sting? It's a problem in our society today. I wasn't born and raised in the United States. That is why I wrote this book with an outsider's perspective and one of the... the, 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 the main contributions that I make in the book is that racism is not a uniquely American experience. It's universal. If you doubt me, get the book, read it, and understand where I'm coming from. This one here is, what do you have? Before you think of 
starting a multi-million dollar business, why don't you start with $1,000 or $1, whatever you're having right now? Maybe you don't have anything at all. You can, you, you, you can start from zero. Why not write a book? You write a book these days, edit it, put it for free up on, uh, on, on, on Amazon and start selling. We all have experiences. We all have ideas. So there are so many ways to go about creating something from nothing. What do you have? Making the most with what you are already having right now. Not what is going to come, what you have. All of us do have something in us that we can use to move from point A to point B. If your problem is on the outside, it is not a problem. You need to look in the inside. What do you have? This one can change your life. If you have students in your life, if you're a student, how to succeed as an online student. I've written this book after having taught online in many different institutions and there are lots of nuggets in here, not just to make you succeed as a student, but to win in life. I wrote the book because I have been a student all my life and I saw some of the lapses that my professors did not feel for me and I'm bringing that on the table, help you not only have good grades, why? Because 10 years from today, grades will not matter. You're going to learn the secrets of succeeding in this one. The principle of every believer. Some of you are struggling. If you're a Christian, you're like, I don't know, should I quit my job and go into full-time ministry and all that? No, you don't need to quit your job. You're already a priest of God. Wherever God has placed you, that is your mission field. This one is going to help you figure that out. When you hear about marriage, each time people talk about money, the three legs that make marriage strong, the money, the communication, and the sex. However, if you are not healthy, money doesn't matter. You can't do no sex. Well, you could talk, but if you are so sick, you may not be able to talk. Now I'm adding a foot leg to that three-legged chair. The foot leg is exercising. I've exercised with my wife for 10 years, and now we are sharing our experience in this book. Do you want to learn how to exercise with your wife? There is a workbook that accompanies the 90 days challenge for you and your wife to get together and exercise. I promise you. I was telling my wife this morning as we're doing our five-mile run. We run five days a week, averaging about 30 miles. I told her this is the one of the, the, the best thing that ever happened to us. The root awakening that we should exercise together. We put in the first hour of the day, we exercise, we talk, we plan, we encourage each other. You're going to learn proper communication. You're going to learn how to give and take. I run faster than her, but I've learned how to run at her pace, how to compromise with her. And that attitude helps spread in other areas of the marriage. You want to change your marriage? Get this book, get the workbook, and get back on track. For every solution, for every problem, there is a solution. I don't know what your problems are. I don't know what you're facing right now. There is a solution to every problem. I mean, somebody has even said there are a thousand solutions to every one problem. And don't think your problem is so unique. 
Don't think you are the only person facing that problem or that challenge or that temptation. No. No, it is written, no temptation has overtaken you. Except that which is common to man. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. And with the temptation, he will provide the way of escape for you. I don't know what your problem is. Get this book, read it, and solutions will start popping up to you. The first book I started with, Coming to America, A Journey of Faith. I started in a meeting. The Holy Spirit spoke to me, go to America. Dead, had no money. I obeyed, grabbed a single suitcase. And as I said, the rest is history. If you want to learn how to walk by faith, if you want to learn how to pray, prayers that walk, prayers that open doors, this book is going to help you. Now, let me show you one story that I have in, in here. I like to talk about that story, the story of my socks. When I came to the United States, never had six pairs of socks before my, in my life before. I prayed one day, Lord, I need socks. I had just been in the country about three months, and one night, I heard a, door on my, a knock on my door, opened the door, and this student was standing in front of my door with a package. I, I took the package and opened it. Lo and behold, I had six pairs of new socks in, 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 in that package. I got excited. Socks. Yes, socks. Please don't pity me. It's not about the socks. It's about the fact that I showed up in this country with no money to pay for my schooling. And I didn't know how it was going to work out. And when God answered my prayer and provided those socks, I knew if God could take a moment to answer such a simple prayer to provide socks for me, he was going to take care of my schooling. And I finished school debt free. This book will strengthen your faith. This book will change your life. Phones, electronic devices, and you. Who is in charge? Your phone or you? Some of you, you are in a meeting. Presentation is going on. You are on your phone. You are missing out. You go to visit your relatives or your friends, you're on your phone, you're missing out. You're at home with your wife, your children, you're on your phone all the time, you're missing out. This is going to help you learn how to control the phone and not the phone controlling you. This is part of my journey. How it took us 14 years to become US citizens what we had to go through. Grab this one, read it. You're going to be inspired. It will change your life. If you want to teach online, if you are an online professor, and if you are a professor, this book, How to Inspire Your Online Students, will change your life. Grab it, read it, and if you're looking for online positions, there are resources in here on how to go about that. Where is your home? A call for Christian immigrants to engage in God's mission. Do you know why you migrated? Do you know why you are in the country where you are in right now? This is going to help you know what the need of the hour is and why you migrated. 
in the first place. I know most people talk about American dream or we migrated for the dollar if you're in North America. Not true. If you are a born again child of God, this book is going to give you a roadmap on what you are supposed to be pursuing. Welcome to America. 52 proven strategies that will position you to excel as an immigrant. It is not easy to migrate. It is not easy to put down roots in, the, in whatever country you find yourself and do well. I spent 52 days going through the entire book because it's having 52 chapters. If you haven't listened to any of these episodes, please go do. Get a copy of the book and read it. It's a roadmap for success for you. While you are at it, and I don't have all the books here, don't just get a copy for yourself. Get a copy for some other person. Books change lives, especially good books. Get the books, read them, let's have a conversation. I've been talking about sell or die. You have to be hungry enough. You have to be hungry enough to sell. If you don't sell, you're not going to prosper. If you don't sell, you remain poor. Thank you for watching. Share this video. Stay tuned for more updates. God bless you. Have a fantastic rest of your day.